What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the other side of the firewall, where we discuss the latest in cybersecurity news, as well as those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, those people of color who've made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall. My name is Ryan Williams. And as always, I'm joined by Shannon Tynes. What's up? What's up? And LeVon Maynard. What up? What is going on? So uh, we're on to our discussion topic. So uh, if you're tuning in sequential order, you have Monday where we discuss uh, Google's or I should say our inability to cut off Google search features because <laughs> of uh, different tactics uh, that they may be using on purpose or not on purpose. No one really knows. Uh, then on Tuesday, we talked about Revil, uh, the ransomware gang that uh, uh, is being um, uh, cited as the JBS attackers of the, uh, the food uh, distribution pipeline type situation and uh, how America is not playing that. So uh that's a very interesting conversation where basically uh, they're, they're, they're posturing their side saying that they will attack more American companies uh, because we're getting into other people's business, which is our business. But you have to tune in for that one. Uh, today, though, is a discussion, right? So we try to do a discussion every week where we talk about something to do with cybersecurity and just our different takes on it. So this one is pretty interesting. I had to read it a couple of times to make sure I understood it. But um, it's an article on Threat Post written by Elizabeth Matabano. Uh, and it is titled Supreme Court Limits Scope of Controversial Hacking Law. So uh, I didn't really know much about this one. Apparently, it's a pretty big one. Uh, it's called the CFAA. And it is the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. So I, I, I remember it. It's discussed when I go in for my degree as well as uh, the, the CISP. But my understanding of it or interpretation of the law is different apparently than what it's actually used for or how the Supreme Court ruled uh, in this case. So again, I had, it's a very short article, but I had to read a couple of times. Uh, in it, it cites that there's a, uh, a, a landmark ruling of Van Buren versus the United States. So Van Buren, uh, he was a former uh, Georgia police sergeant uh, who was slapped with this as well as uh, jail time. Uh, basically what he did was he used his credentials to log into his uh, laptop, which I believe was in his patrol car to uh, run a plate and grab, gather information, but he was doing it uh, after receiving a bribe. So it was not in, it was not, he was not doing it for work. He was doing it for profit. Um, and don't really go into to great detail how he was caught. However, he was slapped with the uh, CFAA, it, it, uh, it kept being upheld until it got to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court flipped it. And it basically said he was guilty of bribery, uh, of taking the bribe and profiting. Uh, however, he used his own credentials to access the system. Therefore, he did not violate the CFAA, which is a different interpretation that I, I perceived it to be. Uh, in this ruling, it was six to three. And the dissenting judges were, which also surprised me, uh, it was Chief Justice Clarence Thomas, Samuel, or I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Samuel uh, Alito and John Roberts uh, all found him to be uh, in breach of the CFAA and the other justices said he was not uh, because the way they interpreted it was that he used his own credentials to access the system. So basically he was not hacking the, uh, the, the laptop to get to the database to get the, uh, the plate information, which is true. So again, I'm not a lawyer. 
So, but I always, I always thought it was a thing like if you use the system for unintended purposes, like in this case, he used the system to do something that was uh, unlawful, that he would be in violation of this law, but apparently not. And they were saying this is landmark, right? Uh, so it may change the way we see the law and how the law is used uh, in that in that case. But I've been doing a lot of talking. So, uh, what do you how you what do you guys think about this? Oh no, you you've been doing good. I, I'm you're, you're teaching me about this situation because that that's very interesting. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know a lot about the uh, about this case, but it's uh, I guess you know as you described it, it seems like it's. I guess it's probably appropriate that, I mean, he has access to this data. It's not like he, like you said, he wasn't hacking into the uh, database to try to access somebody's um, um, license plate information. I mean, as long as he was hemmed up for, you know, taking a bribe and providing information to, you know, this, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, like some shady figure. Yeah, whomever, yeah. It doesn't really go into that detail. Yeah, some somebody with ties to criminal activity. As long as you send him for that, um, it seems appropriate, whatever charges were. Uh, uh, oh, it looks like he was sentenced to 18 months in prison. Um, yeah. I guess we're taking a bribe. That seems like, that seems kind of low, but maybe, I guess maybe that's appropriate for taking $6,000. But uh, yeah, I guess, I guess the fact that he had access to this data, I mean, it wasn't like he, like you say, it wasn't like he hacked into it, hacked into a database to acquire it. Um, he just logged in, went to any place that he normally has access to. Um, and I'm kind of curious about how they, how they, if they monitor like police activity on their devices, if they can, can I just, as a police officer, can I just go into my computer and just like, you know what, I want to see, I don't know, uh, uh, an old boss's like uh, information, like I want to find out where he lives now or what his license plate is, or, you know, if he's been hemmed up or anything, got any kind of court, you right. know. Uh, I'm curious what the cops have if, if they're if the computers are like monitored to a certain extent where they can see each record that a cop has looked at over a period of time. Uh, I think that would be smart if they do that. I'm not sure if they do or not, but um, it seems like it would be appropriate to be able to monitor like what you know what the account has been accessing um, throughout you know throughout the duration of their employment. Um, but yeah, I, I guess offhand, it seems like this would probably be appropriate response. I mean. Um, you know, I, I had to read up a little bit more about the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act, but um, I guess, you know, just reading the title of it, I mean, as you described, it seems like it wasn't so much, uh, um, I guess, computer fraud, and um, maybe it was abuse, maybe abuse of its power, uh, but um, right. I don't know if that's spec specified in that act, but um, nonetheless, I'm, I'm glad that he got hemmed up, I'm glad he got some jail time, and obviously he's no longer a cop, um, and I guess we have to see what kind of like, uh, maybe I have to do some research and, and it'd be, I'd be curious, like I said before, curious to know what kind of track, how they track uh, police officer activity on their, on their devices. But how about you, Shannon? You have some thoughts on this? So, so I do. So like the key phrase they're, they're key in on here is exceeds authorized access, right? So to something that you bring up, LaVon, so what if you have an officer that's looking up an old girlfriend or boyfriend for whatever purposes or whatever, right? Um, you as a police officer have access to information that the general public does not, right? In the performance of your duties, um, yes, you should be looking these things up. But if you're looking them up, you know, for, for personal gain, like it seems like it seems like it does violate this act. That's not authorized access, right? You're not using it in the performance of your duties. You're using it for a personal reason or whatever. Now, granted, he did get jail time for the for the uh, for the bribery, bribery, portion, right? yeah. for the six thousand dollars, but. 
Um, yeah, it's 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 a little weird to me. I, I'm with you, where I, Ryan. I don't I don't I don't see how they ruled the way they did. I would see it going the other way. Um, like. Uh, I don't which know. it which it did until it reached the Supreme Court level. Right, right. No, I'm saying from the Supreme yeah. Court, like over right. Like I, I figured they would have upheld it. I guess is what I should say. I figured it would have upheld, but right. I, I don't, I don't see how. I don't know the the position that that the officers are putting in the access, the accesses that they have seem like this is clear cut in violation of that. Was it 1986? Whatever. Yeah, 1980, 1986. Yeah, long is when it when it went through. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. It's 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 weird to me. I, I, uh, yes, you got them for the bribery. I get that, right? It's like getting Al Capone for taxes. Like there was bigger things going on. To me, it seems like there was a bigger thing going on here that you just couldn't bring them right. down for. And I, I, I don't know. It, it, yeah. So I, I, I can, I can see it. It's just I wouldn't uh, initially. I would not interpret it that way because I guess they're going for like you're in violation of CFAA from from the Supreme Court's perspective. Uh, you were in violation of the CFAA if you escalated your privileges to exceed what you currently had. So if he had, like, I don't know, what does it be like IAM or whatever? Um, if he was like, he he was able to access this database and this database with his credentials without having to use someone else's or uh, getting in there and, and elevating his privileges to like level three uh, to access this data, then he is not in violation. He is of a, a violation of criminal stuff, like to do with the bribery and to whatever else they, they pin him, like abuse of power, all that stuff. But he is not a hacker because he did not exceed the level of his uh, predefined privileges. I think that's where they're going with this. And it could be also, like, again, this law is pretty old, like from 1986. Like this law is only three years younger than myself. <laughs> so it could be that it's, it's over time it's it's um it the verbiage is is dated it, it could be that so they're, they're reading it verbatim it could also be that um the the judges obviously they're they're a little bit older in age maybe their interpretation of it is different than maybe the uh the, the judges at the different levels due to age i don't know um but but again um the act is pretty old so it could be just this this not hasn't been uh updated in some time so this may cause that to, to happen and usually whenever this happens that's what the supreme court will say is that you need to update the law like whenever they right. go to something that's like from you know the 20s or 30s or 40s or something like that they were like the interpretation of this as it is written is this right so like if you want it to right. change you need to you, you either need to put a new one on the books or update this one to where it's it's for the times but even with this the way i read it it seems like I, I don't know. I mean, I understand the point. I understand the words you are saying, but my interpretation of it is not right for what they came up with. I don't know. Yeah, I'm That's just. I'm point. not good at. I'm not good at law. So, yeah, yeah. I'm not a lawyer either. I'm not a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, you know, I think I. I think I. I. I feel differently than you do, Shane. I feel like it's, I, and I'm, I'm on on the Wikipedia looking at Computer Fraud and Abuse Act, and I'm going through some of the, you know some of the clauses or whatever you want to call them. So um, give me 10, give me 10 minutes. Let me get on there real quick. And yeah. Yeah. Get on there and read it. You'll agree with me. You'll agree with me. <laughs> no, cause it's like, it's, it's, it's kind of very specific to like, um, you know, the main first one is like having knowingly access a computer without authorization or exceeding authorized access. Um, 
And it's like, kind of like I just I touched on before, like what level of access, can you can you access anybody's data? Like a, a police officer, can they just log into the computer and just look at, you know, their old boyfriend, girlfriend, like you mentioned, or a boss or some coworker somewhere and some other person they know, family member, are they able to do that without being punished? If somebody finds that you were looking at something, will they get punished for that? Or they can just do that at, at the whim. I feel like in that regard, like they definitely should be, you know, punished for looking up data that's not related to the job activities. Um, but I guess according to this particular law or this act, it doesn't have any reference to like, and I just kind of glanced through, I didn't read the whole thing verbatim, but uh, point by point, but it looks like it's, it's really kind of specific on getting access to a computer that you don't have ac access to. Like if you were, I don't know, if you were employee at a company and, um, you know, uh, you had a, one account that gave you access to your email, but then you, you, you know, you gain access to like the database some way, you know, or some, some, you know, domain so like server mixing, or something like that. Mixing up between like uh, HR and finance or something like right, that. Right. Yeah. Something like that. Right. Yeah. System or, yeah. Yeah. You access something that you wouldn't uh, typically have access to. Um, and like, yeah, some, it says in here, intentionally accessing, accesses a particular computer without authorization. And as a result uh, of a conduct recklessly causes damage um, or losses and stuff like that. So it seems kind of specific. And I think maybe, like you said, maybe it needs to be updated or maybe there's some other act someplace else that has more specifics to, you know, police, police officer that's using, uh, you know, uh, confidential data to, you know, gain, gain something or whatever. But I, I think I, I think I kind of agree with the Supreme Court, and I'm not sure what the other judges um, why they differed in opinion. Kind of going up the chain, I know it had you know had different levels of uh, of courts that it went through, but I, I feel like you know I feel like the Supreme Court, Supreme Court maybe made the right decision. But then again, I'm kind of like looking at it like you know in the last like three minutes that I've uh, been talking here to kind of get, get an idea as far as what it's uh, all about. But maybe if I dig into it a little bit more, I see some more nuances that I'd be like, oh man, they should have got the cop for that too. But uh, right now, I think I'm kind of uh, yeah. on the other side. Yeah. So there, there's two things that we kind of, or there's one thing that we buried in here. Uh, but I wanted to read the, uh, the re like basically the rebuttal um, from um, the, who was the lead of it? It came from, I believe it came from uh, Judge Roberts. Yeah. So Justice Roberts, uh, he said, a person's entitled to do something only if it has a, I'm sorry, I got to read that again. A person is entitled to do something only if he has a right to do it. And then it goes on to say, Van Buren never had a right to use the computer to obtain the specific license plate information. Everyone agrees that he obtained it for personal gain, not for a valid law enforcement purpose. So they, they were towing the line that Chan is towing, like, yeah, he had access, but he, he did it uh, for malicious purposes. So then it will fall within the act. However, the other justices are, are basically saying like, no, he had access to the computer. Like, yes, what he did was wrong, but it wouldn't be uh, considered unauthorized uh, access. It's not unauthorized because he was authorized to use the system. So and it, I, they don't really go into detail, but I'm sure they found it through an audit or maybe there was other stuff pending against him. And that's why they started to dig through logs. Like, what has he been doing uh, to correlate what, what he did? Uh, so the other person, the person that paid him, probably got caught and dimed him out. That's usually yeah, it could be that too. Yeah, right. yeah. Unless, right. Unless you commit a crime with yourself, somebody is there to tell on you, right? Like that's, right. that's yeah. how it goes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But what we buried was that. Uh, so it's being it's being seen as a a boon for ethical hackers. 
this this new ruling. Uh, uh, the Electronic Frontier Foundation, or EFF, uh, basically says a victory for all internet users. Uh, it says prosecute, prosecute beneficial and important online activity. I, I messed that up. Saying that it should now prevent misuse of the CFAA to prosecute beneficial and important online activities. It affirmed that online services cannot use the CFAA's criminal provisions to enforce limitations on how or why you use their service, including for purposes such as collecting evidence of discrimination or identifying security vulnerabilities. So basically it's saying that we now have more rights um, because of this, this ruling. So what, what, what that, what that reminds me of reading that was, uh, uh, did you, do you remember it was last year though, the, depending on how you look at it, the whistleblower in Florida, when it came to COVID, like she ran that dashboard do you guys remember right. this? So like they went and raided her home, but the point her defense is making is that she had she had access to the to the dashboard that she was she was changing information, depending on how you read it, right? Or how it comes out. Um, you know, so one side will say she was changing information and wasn't doing what she was supposed to do. She was like, I was giving the correct information that you guys were not wanting to get out there to the public. It was the same thing though. Like she had access to those dashboards. She had, you know, uh, she was authorized to do what she was doing. But uh, again, depending on what side you're on, some people didn't like the numbers that were shown. Some people like the numbers that are shown. And it was one of those things where um, the state of Florida doesn't want her to get, uh, doesn't think she deserves whistleblower protections, right? Because of what she did, right? And that's kind of what, what you were reading. That's kind of what it, what it makes me think is that all these people are going to go out here and start doing these things and be like, no, I'm a whistleblower. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm giving you, I'm giving you information that should be out there. That if if you do that, one of, one of the things with becoming a whistleblower is you have to make sure you're doing it to the benefit of of uh, whether it be society or whatever intended group, whatever right. group maybe getting wronged, right? It's like with Snowden, right? That's the that's the that's what comes out. Like you may have some people to say, oh, he's a whistleblower, but you have some people that are like, hey, look, he cost people their lives. You know what I mean? There were operatives out there. There were things that were going on that he put out there that may have caused people to die, you know what I mean? So was that in the benefit of people to know, hey, you're being spied on, you know, through, you know, uh, your phones or whatever it may be. Um, and I think that's where this is gonna get very slippery. So like ethical hackers are saying, yes, we're doing this to the benefit of everyone, but depending on what information they put out there, that may not be the case, right? Right. You're gonna start, you're gonna start clogging up the courts with these cases where people are like, no, I did it for the good, the greater good. and I don't know. We'll have to see how this all turns out. But it's only so I, I get what you're saying, but it's only one less charge, though. Like if you sign an NDA or if you're in breach of the uh, the EULA or what have you, like you still going to get it. You still get that fine. You still get that jail time. They just can't slap this on top of it. Like they don't they don't have another provision to hit you with. So you still can't be out there just doing nonsense. Like you can't take down uh, a water treatment plant through pen, pen testing like oh no i was testing the defenses to make sure they're good and i brought them down like okay you still going to jail <laughs> well that's that's assuming every company does an nda right so like i'm, I'm not going to say every company does but like working for department of defense like there are things that like we just can't go out there and say and do right right um, i'm not necessarily going to call it an nda but there are things yeah we see well, you still yeah you, so you still have a, a user agreement. yeah like yeah. so so there's always going to be that well for I, we say that because we work for companies that have user agreements, right? So, but uh, if you have a company that has a, a CISO or a, a department 
that's doing what they're supposed to be doing, then you'll have some kind of user agreement so that way you don't abuse your uh, company's resources. So uh, in in a perfect world, like I'm sure some companies don't, don't have that. Don't, don't even know what I'm talking about right now. But uh, if they if they were to have those provisions, you could still slap the person in the face with that. You just can't get them for the CFAA stuff, potentially. Because again, it goes to like, so they had the access to to get that information and they did something wrong with it. So you still get them for the wrongdoing. You just can't say on top of it, you are now also in violation of the CFAA. So now, now I'm curious, right? So like, I wonder if these big companies, if they're more worried about that or they're more worried about the proprietary information getting out, right? So like when you sign on for right. the company, are they saying, don't let this proprietary information leave our network or whatever, you know what I mean? Or are they like, I, I wouldn't know because I, I, I haven't signed on to a big company like that, you know what I mean? But right. I'm curious if that's even something they're worried about or if it's just losing money for something that they own, their own intellectual property. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's, that's true. That's yeah, so I'm sure there'll be, like, because, like, from my understanding, like, when the Supreme Court rules on something, it flips the other courts, right? So now they've gotten the Supreme, the the, the court. The highest of, court in the land is what they call it. There you go. There you go. That's what I'm going for. The highest court in the land said this. So the, the rest should uh, then fall in lockstep with them. Uh, unless they try to go up and try to pill it again. But I think once that, once they, they rule on it, it's over, right? Like you can bring it up again, but I mean, they've already said, they, like I said what you, I said. You usually appeal <laughs> you usually appeal until you get to them and their decision is final. Right. You appeal. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you can't, court. yeah, there's there's nothing else that can be done about it. So like, yeah, this is now the, the, the law of the land. Yeah, there's, there's no higher court to go to, so there's no appealing yeah. the decision. So, like, I want to talk to your managers. No, <laughs> but, uh, no, I think that, that's that's interesting. So that was a, a good one this week. Uh, make sure you tune in for the rest of the week. Uh, you know, all those people in the audience. So you know you can hear. Uh, again, we talked about um, uh, Google and their latest lawsuit. Uh, we talked about Revo and uh, their their hard stance on on their future uh, attacks and how they will not be deterred. We'll see how long that lasts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And then obviously today we talked about the Supreme Court and this new ruling on the uh, the CFAA. So very interesting week, very diverse. So I, I like it. Uh, I don't know what the topic for Ask a CISP is because I don't I haven't got any questions yet. But if you have a question, please hit me up. Uh, you can reach us at the website www.theothersideofthefirewall.com, uh, and all the social medias will be listed in the description. You can reach me at Ryry Security Guy. It's R Y R Y Security Guy. I get most of my questions from LinkedIn. But uh, you can also hit me up on Twitter, uh, as well as uh, when you see me on TikTok or uh, Clubhouse. And LeVon? Hit me up on the Twitters at LeVon Maynard. There it is. So stay safe, stay secure. Take care.